Yo, what up? It's Brendan. I'm Brandon. And this is the the, the Bruise and Bros Podcast. No, 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 no. I actually don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it's no big deal. Everybody, you got to bring the mic closer to your face, B. I know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll make out with the mic. Well, no, it's and it's weird. Again, obviously, still new equipment. Still, still trying to work the kinks and stuff out. But it's like yours is for some reason. It's like mine looks great. Mine you know no issues but like when i watch your audio stuff it's weird because so like mine will like gets to the the top of the bar and then yours is like it seems like really small so what if i just like do this just like (laughs) you know what i'm saying bro you look like you're in vietnam right now i feel like i'm in vietnam but the way you do all that stuff well even on this little thing sorry you're going through the tech issues with b&b podcast See this right here. See, on here, I only at the little dot. But when you say something, you go to the orange dot. See, look. Do I go to the orange dot? Well, yeah. like barely. Um, I don't go as high. But I don't the, know, man. I'm at the one. Well, I guess if I talk like this, I'm closer to it. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Watch the cord, Chris. First live audience reaction. <laughs> he can't hear us. He's not listening to us. He doesn't listen. He comes he comes into the studio and he smonks up the place. <laughs> he's like he's like post Malone but more ghetto. <clears throat> what is that? What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So anyway, he welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to the Bruce and Bros podcast. We apologize for all the technical difficulties we always seem to have on this podcast. Run. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even say ran. But yeah, Brews, Bros, Podcast, it's the thing we do, what's up? My name's Brandon. I'm Brandon. If you can hear me, great. If not, yeah, fuck it, we're trying. Yeah, um, you know, so I've been getting some help throughout the week from some some people that I know, and it's really helped out. It's still confusing, just because I don't know anything about audio, like at all. Twist those knobs, hit those buttons. And, like, that's it. And it's so weird, like, I don't understand how, like, there are people who, like, just, like, inherently know how to do these things. I don't either. I mean, I took a college class, and we had something like this, but it was a bigger board. And it was for, like, production of, like, newsroom stuff. Right? Yeah. So, it was all different. And I bet one day, like, when we get to the point where we're comfortable enough to plug in the the headphones and whatnot, we might have more of an idea of what we'd be sounding like. But. Well, I mean, we, can, we have the ability to plug in the headphones, but I just, like, for me, it's that I don't like to like plug in the headphones because i don't like hearing myself because it's it like it's weird like i feel like i can't hear myself like actually talk i'm only hearing like just the microphone so it's like for me it's like this weird thing where it's like i almost feel like uncomfortable and like i'm out of the loop right no i understand that also segue with that um being out of the loop we do not have live shows, so the fact that everybody out here is watching us live without paying no ticket fees is kind of creeping me out. I'm sure eventually we'll be able to uh, to get our own studio stuff. <laughs> well, when we own our studio, the first people that are going to be part of it is our cult. That's right, we're calling it the BBC, Brew and Bro Cult. Oh, he's sipping. Yeah, I think that'll be a, a good cult. Not to be confused with the uh, the other the other BBC, the British one or the other other one. Both, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What if we could take that copyright from the BBC in like England and be like, it's ours. Oh, yeah. we own this. <laughs> Bruce and Bros start an entire war with England. <laughs> we just take over the whole TV channel. Like, you can still broadcast. You can still broadcast, but you have to pay us two broadcast slots but we get all the money from the ad revenue this is our channel no longer british whatever what is it uh, i think it's british broadcasting like conglomerate or something like that that's probably not even close well fuck them it's now the bruise and bros cult and it's gonna be bruise and bros content Ooh, that's another bbc all day or wait day. so so you're telling me that the network itself is gonna be so it's bbc but it's bruise and bros cult not bruise and bros channel 
No, just Colt. <laughs> just Colt. We gotta keep it consistent. Well, yeah, no, like, so you know how, like, YouTubers, how they have, like, you know, they have, like, their followers, like, have, like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to think of an example, but for some reason I can't think of one where it's like, you know, oh, these are, you know, like, their followers have, like, a name, like, they're, like, the group of people is yeah. known as blah, blah, blah. There's a guy I follow, his name's uh, Jim Mint, and it's, like, the signification of, um... Whenever you get a comic book and it gets like a 10 out of 10 rating in a slab, it's gem mint. Like, that's the highest level of mint you can get. Because things can be mint conditioned, but once it's gem mint, it means flawless. And so he calls his guys the Geminites. Yeah, so, so, so like right. that. So, like, for us, it would just be like, like, that's what our followers would be called. It would just be like the cultists or whatever. The cucks. <laughs> no. The BBC cucks. No. Welcome to the BBC, you cucks. We're not here for no cucks. The coddlers. The coddlers? The cunnilingots. Golly, bro. <laughs> the cunnilingites. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh, my God. I had to explain to someone what cunnilingus was today. What? Yeah. Like, at work? Yeah. That's even more awkward, yeah. especially because of where you work. Well, because I was just explaining something to her, and I was like, you know, like, when people participate in the act of cunnilingus, and she looks at me, and I'm like, what? And she's like, what does that mean? I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to explain this. You're an adult. So I kind of tried to explain it as best as I could. Yeah. Without, you know, being graphic. And I was like, bro, this is just too much. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. Wow. Second guest appearance. <laughs> For point one second, he doesn't get he doesn't get credit, though. Yeah. We, do, you have a, do you have a YouTube channel or something we can link in the video, Chris? You got a pretty cool-ass Zelda shirt, though. Yeah, y'all probably didn't hear that whole altercation, but That's all right. he called me a couple names. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeking friendship. What I find? An enemy of the state. <laughs> the first enemy on the BBC list, bro. My brother? We're going to do... He's... I don't know how to explain it, but we're going to go, like, Jonestown on him. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? We'll kill him. Did Jonestown pe- kill people? Yeah. Uh, or is that like... No, yeah, they did, because he, he militarized everybody. And he, he was like, you are free to go if you wish to go. And so, like, 26 people ended up leaving Jonestown. Hunted him down or what? So, one of the people that was leaving was a U.S. senator who was taking the people on his planes back. But he had two planes, and Jones was like... Because uh, he had mili- like militant people. He sent a group of them and said, whatever happens... Don't let the senator live. And so they they drive through the jungle and they catch the senator on the airship. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, okay, yeah, and okay. We're on the same page now. We're on the same page. But that's, that's so bonkers to me, dude. Like, imagine. Yeah. You're minding your business. It's, you know, 1970s, 1980s, kind of lost in your way of life. Yeah. You think to yourself, uh... You know, kind of feel lost. I don't really know what I want to do. Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever. But then you hear about this. This group of people. They call themselves Jonestown. You say, you know, what's this about? You just dig in for curiosity at first. You say, wow. They share some of the same things that I want to be. Like, I feel like I could really fit in here. And then you join this group at the time, it's not very cultish. No big deal. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the leader comes out one day and says, You know what? I'm tired of being persecuted. Let's go to South America. And you said, You know, that's a little strange. But I believe in this man. Let's go to South America. You can go to South America. Down there for however long. U.S. Senator shows up. Wow, big name people really like this group. Wow, this could really be something. And then you decide, well, I would like to go back to the States, you know, maybe finish up some of my affairs, you know, gather my things, you know, kind of maybe see if I could refit back into society up north. And you just get shot by a bunch of people, by the one guy who said, you know what, this group's pretty cool. And you just get blasted. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to. We're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of an educational moment here on the podcast, Brandon. I'm gonna take you on a trip to Jones <laughs> here, buddy. So, 
from like what I was listening to, I was listening to a lot of stuff about everything. What Jim Jones used to do is he would always have people in his group, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, "All right, come, come, come. We, we we're gonna we're gonna drink together, blah blah blah." And they would all drink like whatever drink he had. Usually it was Flavor Aid because you know that thing, fun thing. It wasn't Kool Aid. It was Flavor Aid. Now, when he would do it, he would always then tell them like after they drank it, "Oh, it was poisoned." Just to watch people's reactions to it, but he would do this a lot and a lot and a lot. Oh, just in the events that you know, we got to you know some about some bad some bad's gonna happen. Well, nobody I don't quite, know when. Well, that's the thing because nobody quite knew what why he was doing it. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he was just saying if he could get away with just doing this, and fucking with people." Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things he would do. Yeah. But the real reason everything popped off in Jonestown was because. I won't say he had people brainwashed, but you know when you have children um, and you kind of teach them a certain way, and so children are just kind of reactive. Like he, he like conditioned them. Would that Correct. be a better word? Yeah, that's a really good word for it. So, because what would happen is any letter that was getting mailed to the U.S. went through a review before it got sent. Any letter that was received from the U.S. went to Jones first, and he would deem if people could read the letters or not. Like, if they fit his narrative, if they did, great. Oh, hey, by the way, you got some mail. If they didn't, just got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need you communicating with your family. Because he told them a specific way the U.S. was. And if the letters coming back were like, oh, no, 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 he would just say, no, you're not getting this letter. Huh. But nobody ever knew. They were like, oh, cool, whatever, God Emperor, you know? And what happened was, on the night that uh, the U.S. Senator had gone there. He had a bunch of media teams that went with him and they were just filming everything. And so, this is like the best way to explain it. You remember how Hitler like in history class you learned that for the Olympics, he cleaned up the concentration camps. He gave all the kids like soccer balls and let them all have fun. So when the U.S. went over there, they're like oh wow, what a, what a cool guy. Uh-huh. He's doing so great for his country. That's what he did. So he cleaned everything up for the Senator to come here. So they do, like, this big, like, dinner party and everything, and there's a family who's, like, wants to leave, mm-hmm. so they they write a note, and they're handing it over to one of the reporters, thinking that the reporter is the senator. Now, when they hand over the letter, one of the kids, because he's trained to, because you can't be doing that, he says, he's passing a note, he's passing a note, <laughs> and, then every, and then that's when Jones was like... Next he said, day, rats, they're on to us, boys. We gotta go. Well, next day, and you can you can actually watch this footage. The next day, everything's going crazy. This is when the 26 people are like, we want to go. We want to go. And all the other people in the camp are like, you're just traitors. You don't believe in what Jones is doing for us. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, like, all the reporters are, like, doing an interview with Jim Jones. So right he doesn't there. know. He doesn't know nothing. Oh, no, he knows. But, like, that's the thing. They're interviewing him in the middle of all this happening. And <laughs> he's, so he's just pissed. He's like, he's like, no, 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 no. No one wants to leave. They're just acting hysterical. That's what he said. Because <laughs> because he was like, you really think they want to leave? Oh, they're just going to leave their children here? How bad can it be if they're leaving their kid here? Yeah. And the, and the reporter's like, but they want to leave. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So he does. It's, it's painful to watch. It's like a 45-minute interview you can watch on YouTube. The day of, like, the mass suicide. And that's when the reporter's like, well, we're getting out of here. And the senator's like, all right, these people want to go. We're fucking going. Because he was like, oh, this is a great place. And the next day he's like, bro, no, I have to go tell the U.S. what you're doing here. And so that's when Jones was like, kill him. You you, you go and you kill him. And he didn't tell any of the people besides that militant group. And what happened was when the militant group got back and they were like, oh, yeah, uh, we killed the senator. And that's when Jones said, okay. Now's the time. And he had his doctor that he He said, get your flavor aid, boys. That's what happened. He had the doctor, like, get the cyanide. He filled syringes. And Jim Jones was like, all right, everyone, come, come, come. He had them all line up. And he was like, infants and children first. This is painless. Compared to what they'll do to us if they come out here, this is going to be painless. And he was like, if you don't die here, you're going to wish you did. And so all the kids are going up and they're getting the cyanide, like, poured into the mouth through a syringe. And he's like, don't worry, they're not, they're not, they're not hurting. They're not, they're not feeling any pain. He's like, they're, it's just a little bitter because they're convulsing and foaming at the mouth. Golly. Yeah. But here's the creepy part. You can hear the audio of this happening. Ah. He's talking to everyone the whole time. Uh And you just hear these kids screaming and crying. 
but the people are just like praising him the same time and like it's been an honor to serve with you mr jones and he's like go ahead drink 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 and this goes on for four hours <laughs> holy f- up until the point where it's just him and his highest advisors they all go into a room and he like each one of them they all drink and put syringes into our, their arms to make sure the job is done and then it's just him and this girl who's left over and i guess that girl's like duty was to clean everything up and make sure everything was finalized so she ends up shooting jones in the temple in the head and putting him down on a pillow and then she just is chilling for a few hours i guess and she writes a note and in different colored ink the last thing she writes on that note was we died here because you would not let us live god dude okay so jones town you know so obviously there's been plenty of cults throughout, you know, American history. Oh yeah. You have, you know, the Masons Guild. You have um what else? Uh Jonestown obviously. Heaven's Gate. Uh Heaven's Gate. You have uh What's that one from Japan? Omairishiki, something like that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anything about maybe necessarily international cults. But what was the one with uh David Koresh, what's that? I don't remember exactly if that one had a specific name. I just know that, um, I I think it was just the name of whatever his church was, which I, you know, like I said, I don't remember off the top of my head. But it's just for me, it's so strange, right? That like I couldn't imagine. Like I've ne- I've me personally, I've never met anybody so charismatic that I'd just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do whatever you want, mm. and. And I think a lot of it is, so, I, I know you're a huge Kanye fan, and I'm easy, not <laughs> easy, easy, easy. I'm not trying to bash the man by any means, but I'm a hundred percent positive that dude is about to start a cult up in Wyoming with all of that land he bought. And I know that he's, pl- you know, pr- you know, playing it off as like, oh, it's just like, you know, this is just gonna be like a mega church up here for people and yada yada yada. I don't think so. I straight up think that it's about to be Far Cry 5 in real life. If Kanye says you get, like, these free jumpsuits, like what he wears, like the baggy pants and the shirt and some Yeezys, I'm in, bro. See what I mean? I'm in. But but what's so... But that's what I'm saying. So what is so charismatic about Kanye West? Nothing. I I just don't have the money to buy Yeezys. If I can get some for free, sure. But that's what I'm saying. Is it worth joining a cult and then having to get hunted down by U.S. Marshals just to get a free pair of shoes? No, but that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. So a lot of the cult aspects is it, it's usually like a peaceful intention at first. Well, yeah, of course. That's how you get people to join. Well, but not just that. Like it, Sometimes it isn't like, oh, this is the end game. So will you, will you use Jones as an example again because we have already had a whole thing with him? Initially, what he was doing was... He was trying to, like, diverge into some kind of socialistic state because where he lived in Indiana, you know, racism was rampant. And he was like, bro, no, we shouldn't be racist, you know. All black people are, you know, they're the brothers of us, you know. We're white, they're black, we need to just be in unity. And so that's what it was. And he would also kind of scam people to make money on the side. What happens when you do that? He keeps going and going and going up until the point where he himself thinks he is like a god and he's untouchable and then his psyche starts getting crazy but once you know you get too big for your britches if you climb too high you know what happens right icarus you fly too high the wings melt you're done and that's what ended up happening because over here he was untouchable you know it was only when there were some legal troubles that started happening yeah because of political rivalries that he said, well, I got I to gotta, I gotta get back to South America. So he went months early before everything was done in Jonestown, and he was already just like, he was just bitter from that. Jonestown wasn't where he wanted it to be, but again, his own fault. He went there six months early. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, he was just in a mood, uh, and so it happened. Um, Heaven's Gate, that's another example. They all died of a mass suicide. Uh-huh. But theirs was like, theirs was just a crazy philosophy. Because they weren't trying to, like, make a statement or anything. They really just thought, hey, we have to, you know, lose these bodies to get to heaven because it's this whole thing where they thought that there's a ship that comes. And if you don't die when the ship comes, you miss it and you're done. So they planned their suicide around 
what they had thought was, oh, the ship's going to fly over when we die, and our souls are going to be caught up, and we'll go to heaven. That's what they believed. They weren't trying to be like, oh, we, we're trying to fight the government. They were just like, people just won't understand. But we have to do this. Because their leader, he, he castrated himself. You yeah. Know? He did all this stuff. He didn't, he really didn't force anybody. He said, you don't have to be here. This is just what I'm doing. If you want to do it, you know, please. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, it was all voluntary. It's just, cults are so weird. But there are some bad ones, too. Man. Well, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I for me, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, I guess there's, like, it's going to sound bad when I say it, but I guess there's this, like, stigma around cults where it's, like, okay, the person who's in charge, for sure crazy, 100%. They're always bonkers, you know, they have, they're just weird. But what what makes a cult work is that they're charismatic, that, you know, they have this aura about them where it's, like, wow, you know, like, you know, people like David Koresh, where it's like, okay, I'm going to take my interpretation of the Bible, and I'm going to tell these people, this is who I am. Right. And all of a sudden, now he's got, you know, this whole house filled with, like, you know, what was it, like 30, 40 people. You know, he's recruited all of these families to, like, pack their lives up and, like, move out to into the middle of nowhere, Texas, with him. And it brings it back to the original point is... Me, personally, I don't know if I... Like, I've never met anybody in my entire life that I would just, like, pack up my entire life and my existence just to go somewhere else. Just to be with that person. Yeah, no, it it's all weird. And, and, and what I was doing is... I was looking up this one in Japan that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to be called Omu Shiryuko or Shirkirio. But now it goes by, like, Erifu. Mm-hmm. Alif or whatever. But so it was founded by Shoko Asahara in 1984 and carried out the deadly Tokyo subway serene attack in 1995. And they were, of course, responsible for something smaller. But that's another one. Just what? I mean, I could probably research all this, but I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a research cast right now. And it's just, just look it up on your own time. <laughs> and it's just I, I guess like, you know, I'll, I'll use Far Cry 5 as an, as an example. It seems that most cults use religion as a way to kind of bait people in. So, like, you know, David Koresh, the main bad guy from Far Cry 5. Um, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Heaven's Gate, same thing. You know, and it's... it's and so, you know, obviously, so I'm... I, I wasn't raised religious, you know. Right. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't classify myself as being a religious individual. I have, you know, nothing against religion, but it's just, like, for me... It's kind of weird that, like, people would take, su- like, something like that to such an extreme that they're like, okay, we're no longer a group of people, everyone. Well, we are a group of people, but we're a cult. You know, and it's like, like, for me, it's like, I feel like cults are like, you stumble into the forests of Norway and you fucking find, like, a group of people who, like, sacrifice fucking animals and they're like you know, trying to revert back to, like, old pagan ways, and they're just weird, and they, like, you know, they're just, they, like, don't conform to society. And it's weird, because I don't, I don't think any cult ever says, oh, we're a cult. I think they don't get, like, classified into a cult until after something bad happens. Like, really bad. Like, like hey, wait, you, you're not just a group of people. Wait. You're a cult. Wait a second, you don't believe in the Bible, you're making guns. <laughs> Blow them up. Blow them up, boys. <laughs> There's a whole Netflix special about that. Waco, I think. So, it's so it's called Waco, and so I haven't finished it, but you know, I is th- it good? From what I've watched, it's it's like interesting. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's good, but it's like an, it's. I, I think it's just a, a obviously it's just a different perspective from what like the American people only saw during that raid. How about this? How about this? Would you classify the Manson family as a cult? Oh, for sure. But but they did like they did something like they did terrible things. Don't get me wrong, but like theirs was a weird kind of like different. It was a smaller one. You well, know? Their, theirs was like a weird like we're an inbred family cult. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're a Texas Chainsaw Massacre cult. I think for for the Manson family, so they're a cult of people purely based off of the fact that I think it was like 
they were doing the bidding of like one person. Right. So all of these hippies get together, right? And that's right. They were all hippies. You know, peace, love, blah, blah, blah. So obviously, you know, as hippies in the, in the 1960s, for sure, all they, all they wanted to do was just dismantle the government. They okay. said, you know, free love, free sex, you know, let's do all the drugs. You know, your body doesn't belong to one person, blah, blah, blah. But then Charles Manson gets this bright idea in his, in his head. He said, you know how we'll bring down the establishment? We'll kill Shannon Tate and her family. That'll really stick it to the man. Like, and I don't know, obviously, because I have, you know, no association with, with the Manson family. But it's like, was it, were they only convinced because they were just high all the time? And so it's like, you're just not, like, in your right state of mind. And so you think to yourself, yeah, that does sound like a good idea. Let's, you know, let's go, let's go raid this person's house. Well, because I was listening to something about that, too. And what they had come to, like, the agreement was, was when they, when you listen to Manson talk, he's very specific about things. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, there are certain things that he's fabricating, but there are, like, there are certain other details where you're like, I genuinely believe he's not lying here. Yeah. One of them is when they talk about that murder specifically, is he was looking for um, some producer who used to live in that house. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they were like, well, he's not there anymore, so what do you want us to do? He's like, nah, I don't know. Check up the place. Kill him. Whatever. I don't care. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. Just whatever you need to do. And because of he said that, what they pulled from that whole thing was, oh. Let's kill him. Kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what they had said was, Tex, who was one of the Manson family, they said if Tex never joined the Manson family... Manson would have just lived out his dream in his little bungalow out in California waiting for the race war. But they said because of Tex always being like, yeah! <laughs> oh, like backing him? Yeah, well Tex would always take it to the extreme. He'd be like, oh, we can do this because if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong on this, but Tex ended up getting a, the, developing a drug problem, and because of that, he owed money to someone. When he owed money to that person, that person went to the Manson house, was banging on the door, mad he wasn't paid yet, and who opened the door but Charles, and Charles was like, hey, what's up, man? And the guy was like, where's my money? And Charles was like, what money are you talking about, man? And so this guy was roughing up, you know, Charlie Manson, put him up on the wall, and Charles was like pulling out his gun for like defense, and was just pointing it at him like, hey, uh-huh. and he got bumped, so he shot the guy because he got bumped the wrong way, uh-huh. and the guy like stumbled off and ran off. Next thing, some other run-related incident happened, and a black man was shot and killed, and Charles Manson was watching the news and thought he had killed this black guy, and he said, no, we started a race war. <laughs> So he thought he had done it. And so they were like, yeah, if Tex never joined, that would never have happened. And everything that spiraled downhill from there wouldn't have happened. That's so crazy to think about. It's just one person. Like just to, like, like one event or like one person. Like it's just like an unseemingly event. Like, you know, you just happen to owe some, some dude money. And he said, okay, well, I know where he lives. Let me yep. go find out. Because obviously these people are going to try to cover for him. So I'm going to rough somebody up that he knows, and maybe, you know, that'll get the message through his head like, hey, give me my fucking money. But then you pull up on someone who really doesn't know what's going on. Because he's just zonked out of his mind all the time because he's just high as a kite 24-7. And he's just like, hey, man, like, I don't know anything about money, bro. Like, I don't like money. The Federal Reserve's the devil, bro. Hey, well, wait, yeah, well, pow. And then, and the, what, what was that guy's name? It was like Coco or something, Puff. It was, it was something really just weird. Uh-huh. And so that guy was in the hospital, and he healed up just fine. And I think he just counted his losses. But Charles thought he had killed him, and that's why everything just started spiraling downhill. And that's what's funny is when you think about it, everyone's like, Oh, Charles Manson, you scumbag. Yeah. But honestly, maybe not. He's just crazy. He really wasn't bad. He was just not all the way there. And because of all the people who were just like his yes man hyping him up and causing everything else, he was just <laughs> he like, died in prison. Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> obviously we're not trying to defend Charles Manson, but no, no, you he, know <laughs> he still listen. He's still a terrible person, but a lot of the perception is skewed about him for what he did. The, again, terrible human being, but probably not responsible for a majority of what they say he was responsible for. 
Yeah, and I think it's like one of those things where, you know, so kind of to to dive deeper into 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 cult hood. So there uh, is this movie on Netflix uh, on Hulu, sorry, called uh, Lords of Chaos, and it's about Norwegian black metal. And it's about this one band in particular called Mayhem, and so they were like a, you know pretty influential band as far as like the Norwegian black metal scene is concerned. Things happen. A lot of bad things happen in Norway in the early 90s. <laughs> and so it's all derived from this group of people from this band. And so the main leader or the main guy from Mayhem, his name was I don't know what his like legal name was, but his like band's name was Euronymous. And so like he had this just this group of friends who just were like, you know, anti establishment. They were like, you know, fuck the church. You know, we we're out here making f- you know, black metal for people who, you know, they want to fucking kill themselves, uh, and blah blah blah. Well they meet this guy whose name is Varg. V A R G. Is that the legal name or the band no, name? That's his legal name. That's so or well, I think he changed his name. I think his legal name. A little bit of preface. There's a lot of things that I think maybe are skewed about the story itself, just to kind of make it maybe like for like television, like to make it a movie, to make yeah. it seem a little bit, you know, quote unquote, more interesting than what it actually is. Just to make it like more like easy to take. You know? mm-hmm. That way, it's not like oh, here's a brick to eat. Like what? Yeah, and so the brick is cool enough, but. Certainly. And so, this dude Varg, all of a sudden, he just goes crazy. And so he starts listening to this Euronymous guy about how, like, oh man, we gotta do some crazy shit in order to make people understand that this is the message that we're trying to fucking send. So Varg takes it upon himself to burn down a church. So he burns down a church. And Euronymous is like, bro, that's fucking badass. This is gonna propel Norwegian black metal into the fucking stratosphere. We're gonna be super fucking famous after this. And they more or less kind of were, but nobody knew. No, no one in Norway knew who was burning this, who had burned this church down. Well, then they keep doing it. Varg keeps burning down churches and like blowing them up, and like essentially being a fucking terrorist and terrorizing the country of Norway and and the religious establishment that was. Do, exactly. They're like, yeah, Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and so things start to kind of spiral out of control. And Euronymous is like, hey, man, this shit's kind of got to stop. Like, you, we can't be doing this. Hey, Varg, we are on the terrorist list. <laughs> you maybe chill out. And so Euronymous is like, hey, man, we should probably lie low because one of the friends in their little group killed the guy stabbed this dude to death and so he's like bro we need to lay low like they found his body like they're gonna start coming after us and Varg's like why are you a pussy dude isn't this what you want like isn't this what you wanted bro this is Norwegian black metal like this isn't a fucking game he's like quit dude he was like he's like quit fucking being a bitch and let's do this so Varg comes up with this idea to blow up the largest church in Norway. Uh-huh. To blow it up. It's like one of the oldest buildings in Oslo, and he's like, let's fucking blow this bitch up. And Euronymous is like, no. Let's not do that. And so Varg kind of goes a little bit crazy. At this point, he's already kind of crazy because he keeps burning these fucking churches down. And so he takes it upon himself to go murder Euronymous. Stabs him like 50-something times, I think, if I remember correctly, in his apartment. And just fucking stabs this guy. Because he was like, yeah, Euronymous was a fucking pussy. He didn't want, he wasn't black metal, he was a liar. All of these things that Euronymous tried to set up and try to make us into be, he wasn't about that life. But people listened to him anyway. That guy's a pussy. I'm the real fucking leader. He's like, I'm here for fucking... He's like, I'm I'm doing this. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, this is what black metal is. And like, I, so I was watching the movie, and I was like, holy shit. Again. One guy. All it takes. One dude in your group of friends to be like, you know what sounds like a good idea today? I'll burn down a church. 
And then the one friend who's like, you know what? Maybe this is a bit extreme. He said he get stabbed. Yeah. He's like, he's like, okay, the first one, that's badass. That's kind of cool. You know, no one's ever done something like that before. The second one, okay. Third one, all right. Fourth one, all righty. It's getting a little stale. It's getting a little. It's getting a little weird. No big deal. Guy murders someone. Okay, maybe we should kind of take it easy for a little bit. Just for a little bit. I'm not saying stop completely. I'm just saying, let's lay low for a little bit. Maybe not cause any more fucking mayhem. You know, let's 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 not commit another crime for like I don't know six months maybe. No more hate crimes, please. And Vargas like, no, 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 no. Black metal commits crimes at all time. <laughs> That's what this is about. It's about wanting to kill yourself and burn the church. <laughs> you're just pissed off at the world, and you're using us as a scapegoat, you motherfucker. Yeah, dude. It was. It's just so. It's so weird that like. Obviously, people interpret things different ways, and so it's like one of those really weird things that, like, and I almost want to say that maybe that's how cults are. Right. Is that like one guy who is like you know like the named leader of of a specific organization or a cult or a group or whatever, you know, he interprets you know one thing one way, and obviously as humans, you know, you're gonna find someone who has kind of the same train of thought as you. As far as, you know, certain things go. So, like, you know, as a movie is concerned, like, you might interpret, let's say, Star Wars right. one way. You might be like, okay, Star Wars is just an adventure story. It's about, you know, one group against another group. It's, you know, you break it down to its most simple elements. It's it's good versus evil. Someone might take something like Star Wars and be like, no, 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 no. This is, you know, this is a formal protest against, you know, fascist regimes and how, you know, if you have enough support behind you, you can cause a rebellion that will make things better for the people in the grand scheme of things and blah, blah, blah. Should, and I'm just, I'm just curious now because you got me interested in this movie. Should people watch it or is it just a freak show? I, I recommend it. It was a really good movie. Um, is it dubbed? It's all in English. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Like, so it's English actors and stuff, too? I wouldn't say necessarily English actors, but well, it, but the movie is all in English. Well, I guess I should say, like, it's not, like, subbed in English. Like, they're speaking in English. Yes, they're speaking in English. Gotcha. Um Because this was a true story? Is that the, a true story. Wow. True story. This all really happened. You can Google it, and... Um, what happened to the Varg guy? He went to jail. Is he still there? No. It's it's super it's super crazy. He spent like like he spent some amount of years in prison. I can't remember exactly how many, and then he had to pay like a twenty five thousand dollar fine, and that was that. And he's like now like a like a book writer. There's a vice, so it's a vice produced movie. Um, but I remember watching this thing on Vice where they interviewed Varg, who lives out in the middle of nowhere in Norway. And just lives his life. He just drinks wine all the time, and he just writes, like, fantasy novels. That's what he does. But then they're like, hey, man, like, what the fuck is up? So, like, it's kind of like, it's like a really awkward, like, interview. Because you have this, like, little fucking vice dude, you know, who probably weighs fucking 100 pounds soaking wet. Okay. And he's like, you know... The government's bad. Let's go interview this guy, Varg, who is all about, you know, anti-establishment. And then he's, like, talking like to the audience of vice and he's like yeah uh it was a little it was a little scary sitting across the table drinking wine with a known murderer like he's been convicted of murder and he's like you know trying to ask him questions about like the band and stuff and about Euronymous and dude it's fucking crazy like Varg fucking hates that dude like I think still to this day fucking hates Euronymous but you already killed him. Why are you mad? And he just... Because he was lied to. Like, okay, so... Without going into too much detail, I would just say... I would recommend, you know, doing some research, watching the movie. Um, obviously, the movie is a movie. So not everything in that movie is, is based off of 100% facts. Like, there's probably some, you know, exaggerations, or they probably stretch some things just to make it a movie. But it's just fucking bonkers. It was one of the wildest movies I've ever watched in my life. See what he looks like now. He just looks old. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like someone who's like, yeah, I was in the military when I was young. Yeah, and it's like he's just he like he kind of like looks unsuspecting, but it's just it's to me it's it was just it was so wild watching that fucking movie and being like, holy shit, this fucking actually happens. He's married. He's just living his best life. Yeah. He, How are you going to like kill someone and be like living your best life? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. 
<laughs> like I, straight up, I have no clue. I don't think I have it in me. To like kill someone? Well, like, like, like <laughs> or like, or to kill someone and then go live your best life. Yeah, just be like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it'd have to be like a very specific. Like, it would have to be like. So, Brandon, what happened? Well, I went back in time and I smothered baby Hitler. You smothered a baby? Yeah, but it was baby Hitler, so that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, I justified. Mean, I was Hitler, though. Did I kill a baby? Duh. But was it was it Hitler? Of course. Do you think I'm just going to smother a random baby? No, I'm Did not a I monster. Baby MLK? No. It was Hitler. It was Hitler. <laughs> you, you a Hitler supporter? Are you mad that I killed Hitler? You're mad? <laughs> oh, it's because he's a baby, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Get I'll a grip on reality, I'll Nazi. I'll really kill six million Jews, and then I'll put him in the... Yeah. Room. You fucking losers. <laughs> fucking How about this? I wait till he gets dropped out of art school, then I'll off him. Then off. Is that what I... If he's yeah. having a bad day, and I just... Quabba bottom. <laughs> that'll really suffer. That that'll, that'll really do him in. Hey, I know you're you're, you're having a bad day. Yeah, blam. You're mad that I didn't even give him a chance. <laughs> you're mad I didn't okay. try to reform him. Okay, Nazi. Did you want me to what? Kidnap him and bring him to the future and adopt him and raise him as my own? Is that what you fucking want? That's what you wanted. So, is it, you say that's what you wanted? <laughs> so. Uh, there's like a conspiracy theory. Okay. Um, well, it's not a conspiracy theory, but there's uh, this like really super famous painting of World War One, where I think it's so like you can tell like the town's kind of fucked up, and there's like you know a bunch of bodies on I think on one side. Well, there's this French soldier who's carrying a German soldier, and a lot of people think that what that was is the French guy was carrying Hitler. I think it's been disproven. That that put that that painting depicted a certain battle, or like the aftermath of a certain battle, and it was found that Hitler wasn't in that town at the time of the painting. But it was like a lot of people were like, "That's the guy. He fucking saved Hitler. This it's this dude's fault right here." Are you fucking mad? I didn't go kill some French dude in World <laughs> War One. Is that what this is about? Oh, he killed baby Hitler. Why couldn't you go kill? You know what? How about this? How about I go back in time and kill his mom? What? You're mad that I'm killing a woman? What the fuck do you want? It's war, buddy. Bro, war is hell. I know they're not in a war yet. I'm trying to prevent them from being in one. Gah. And I think for me, it's it's one of those weird other things where, you know, obviously getting into time travel and you have things like the butterfly effect where it's like, okay, you know, you like... You know, you happen to change the like even the smallest minute detail will you know transcend through history. How right. do you know, how do you know that? Have you time traveled? It's all theoretical. And this is kind of funny though. So I watch that show, The Mike Tyson Mysteries, and they talk about that. They're like they talk to one of the characters. Like, you think you could kill a baby? He's like, if it was baby Hitler, sure. And like, okay. Fast forward to like the end of the episode, and there's a lady who's asking for directions for her and her baby, and they're like, oh, what's your baby's name? She goes, Adolf, <laughs> and he just stares at it, and Mike Tyson goes, well, are going to do it? And he's like, uh, and then they cut back to the future, and they're walking to their house, and the ghost's like, I can't believe I couldn't do it, and Mike Tyson's like, yeah, but I could. <laughs> And then they go outside their house, and you see, like, all these Jewish people have, like, take, like, the neighborhood's all Jewish, all walking, like, shalom, shalom, shalom. And he's like, I think we did a good thing, Marcus. <laughs> Holy shit. But just to hear that, he's like, I can't believe I couldn't do it. Well, good thing I could. <laughs> would you kill baby Hitler? Yeah. Or would you wait till he was more of an adult, so you didn't feel like you were just, like, killing the baby? Okay, so now we're going to start getting into the moral boundaries of, like, when it would be, quote-unquote, appropriate to kill, of like, a bad historical figure. Because because I think at the surface level, I think you're absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. I think there right. would be some sort of public outrage if you were to kill Hitler anywhere in his childhood. Well, I think, if, especially, like, if you got caught back then. Yeah. Like, they walking on you, like, oh, he's smuggling a baby. It, it, it'd be like it'd be like in far, uh, Fallout 3 in the pit when you can like take the baby you can kill the baby or you can just straight up eat the fucking baby like there we were talking no about there's no good options there's just no good options there's nothing good as a societal and from a moral standpoint from taking a baby that's not yours from anywhere but you gotta make a decision but you have to make a decision <laughs> 
and it's like it's one of those weird things. It's like yeah, you could you could prevent all sorts of atrocities at any point. Even like you could take it as as far as to be like, okay, I'll travel back in time right before Hitler gets elected chancellor. Let's kill him then. He hasn't done anything. He was you know doing the process in quote unquote legal legal ways. Right. But he's he's an adult. He was still fucking Hitler when he was three years old. He hasn't done anything wrong. So do you wait until he starts doing something wrong? Yeah, it's like where's like it's like where would society draw the line of being like, well, I don't know. It was Hitler, but you know. Well, well, and I feel like what's worse is uh, let's say everything changes, right? No one would even know Hitler was going to be a bad guy if you go back in time. And yeah, how many? Think about it. Think about it like that. How many fucking people get killed every fucking day? They were a potential fucking serial killer. They were a potential fucking rapist. They were a, a plethora of bad fucking things. It could have been... It was prevented. I'm not saying that their deaths are, you know, warranted necessarily because at the time of their death they hadn't maybe done anything wrong. But no one would know. It'd be so weird because it's like, yeah, I killed Hitler. You killed someone? To yeah, be like, Hitler. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, like if you were to travel back in time and kill Hitler, no one would know. You come back, yeah, I killed Hitler. Who the fuck are you? Who, you killed someone? Well, no, Hitler was a bad guy. What the fuck are you talking about? In the 40s, you killed Jews. Bro, you fucking smoking? You just killed someone? Yeah, you'd be you'd be sent to an you'd be sent to an insane asylum. And someone have to go back in time and kill you. And go, hey, this fucking guy. Hey, hey, this guy's a fucking murderer. Like that movie fucking Looper. <laughs> At least I think that's what it's called with Bruce Willis and... Uh, uh, I was going to say Robert Downey Jr., but uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's who it is. And they're like, all right, they send you your check or whatever, and like, oh, you live the rest of your life because you're going to die. And he grow up and he go back, he's like, fuck this. I'm not dying, bitch. He said, I'm not retiring yet. Well, see, that's what I don't get about time travel movies. They fuck things up, bro. Because I'm always sitting there like, well, if you went back in time, then none of this would have ever happened, right? So how is this happening? So, so, that's, so that's where it gets to the infinite loop paradox, where it's like, if you were to ever say, like right now, say you were to travel back right. to yourself in eighth grade, you'd be stuck in that loop forever because now it's predetermined from your eighth grade self that at some point you're going to travel back in time to talk to yourself. And I don't remember it, so and you don't remember happen. it, so it, may, it probably didn't happen. Which makes you beg the question: Does it happen? Well, have you just not been visited by yourself or well, another time traveler? Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, though. Dragon Ball Z did it best, where they talked about, oh, when you go back in time. You don't stay in your timeline. You you like shift into a universe that's paralleled, and you go back in time there. Yeah, and so and like I mean, there's all kinds of paradoxes about time travel, and um, you know, shout shout outs to Vsauce. Pokey pokey. Where like uh, Vsauce three specifically, he has a couple of videos where he talks about time travel, and it's just it's kind of like it's kind of eye opening to be like, well, okay, like this is what would happen, but. Obviously, like you said, it's it's all theoretical, so who knows? And, and I think a lot of it, like, it doesn't make it as entertaining when you're like, well, it wouldn't happen. Like, I like when shows can have fun with it or movies. Like, uh, Futurama's perfect example. Guy gets frozen in time, but there's a few episodes where they go back in time, and just shit's so funny. Oh, where Fry becomes his own grandfather? That's one of them, but there's another one where they, uh... <laughs> They find a time, like they get in a time machine and they fuck it up and it keeps going forward in time until like the universe is like ended. There's nothing there, but then they just keep going forward and then they experience the big bang again. Mm-hmm. And then time just restarts and goes like exactly as everything was. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, we can t- stop the time machine right when we left. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go and then they miss it. Like ah oh, fuck, we have to wait again. So they push it in forward again, wait for the next big bang to happen. Everything's the same. I mean, they stop the time machine right where they had left in the first place uh-huh. and get back into the time loop. <laughs> so all those different times, people thought they were dead and gone. But this new timeline, these are new people, but it's the exact same thing. And so they're like, oh, everything else has happened yeah. the exact same to this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that book, The Time Machine. Um, so I had read that book, I think, when I was in, like, the seventh grade. Right. And so they had made it a movie previous, like, in, like, I think it was, like, the early 2000s, probably, like, you know, 2002, 2003. Okay. And so what it is, it's about this guy who, I think he lives in, like, the 1880s in London. He's, like, a scientist. And he builds this time machine. And he says, you know, I think it works. He's like, I'm going to prove it to this group of investors that this time machine works. It's going to be great. I'm going to show people that time travel is possible, that you can go to any point in history that you want. And so 
what causes him to to use this time machine is um, something happens with this girl that he's in love uh, that he's in love with. I think she gets killed, and so he decides that he's going to travel back in time to prevent her murder. Right. Well, I don't remember the exact details, but he goes back in time. Something happens, and he gets like roughed up. And he gets thrown back into his time machine and he gets knocked the fuck out. And he falls forward and he sends his fucking time machine like thousands upon thousands of years into the future. He gets to the year like, he was like fucking like 25,000 years into the future or something. Like some balling ass, just, he's a fucking long ways away in the future. And like society had like reset. Because there was, like, all of these wars, and just fucking shit went bad. Just things went down fucking hill. Okay. Just wasn't good. But then society resets, and he has to, like, acclimate himself into the society where he has to, like, fight these, like, troglodyte-type people who live in the fucking dark, and, like, these people who live on the fucking cliffs. They're like, oh, you know, everything's great, except for those guys over there. They fuck everything up. And... You know, I, I, I can't remember anymore just because it's been so long since I've read the book or seen the movie, but I can't remember exactly if anything gets resolved and he ends up going back to his own time, but he knows certain things about the future and how, like, humanity is going to be within, you know, the next couple hundred thousand years or whatever. And I don't know. I think, I think for me, I don't know if I would necessarily want to time travel. I no. think I'd want to go into the future more than to the past. I wouldn't want to do either. Too hokey. Because I feel like if I go in the future, you know, I'll, people will be like, he's missing. I'll come back and it'll, everyone will be all sad that I was missing for that many years. But to me, it was just I got in this seat and went, Well, because there was another movie that I saw. I don't remember what it was called. But it was actually like a, like a, like a romance movie, like a drama. Uh-huh. And like this family has like this gift where like they're able to time travel. But what they have to do is they have to find a dark space and they have to close their eyes and think back to the moment where they want to go. But they can only go back, like, a day. And, like, it ends up being this guy is, like, doing it. He's trying to, like, change situations with this girl, right? He's like, oh, okay. Is the, main, is the main character of this movie a redhead? Yeah. I know exactly what movie you're talking about. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. Yeah, and he, he keeps figuring out. He's like, oh. And then finally, he's like, wait a minute. And he, he starts, re- and it, it sounds so corny, but he realizes what he can do with it. He's like, he say he has a shit day. He goes back to the beginning of the day, and he just lives it as as it is. No one's going to be a shit day. Just like, you know what? I'm going to smile through up until the point where he just doesn't time travel anymore because he's just happy to be alive and just, like, takes every day yeah. as it is. So, so without spoiling, I think the movie is called About Time. So let me, Something like Let that. me double check for yeah, for, for those listening. Fuck. Um, I'm happy you knew what I meant, bro. But, dude, I love that movie. So I think I stumbled upon that movie, like, by pure accident one time. It's on the theater with some girl. Um, I I think I saw it, like, on Netflix, and I was like, oh, what's this movie about? And I said, oh, time travel, let's go. <laughs> Not realizing that it's, like, a rom, like, like a romance movie. Yeah, because I was going to say, rom-com. I, was like, but I wouldn't say funny? it's necessarily, yeah, so it's, no so it's about, it's called About Time. It came out in 2013. Yeah. Um, it has the guy who played, wait a minute, that's the guy who played uh, General Hux. In Star Wars. That's who that is. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's exactly who it is. Oh, wait. That Star Double Wars. check. Yep, okay. Just wanted to make sure. He had the IMDB. Yep, yep. And uh, it has Rachel McAdams in it as well. Honestly, honestly, I recommend that movie too. It's Super good, good. It was a really good movie. I, I know you usually don't like romance movies like that. But I like that one. And there was one with Zac Efron where like he's a soldier who survived. Dear John? No. <laughs> <laughs> the concept's really crazy, so... He's like feels guilty because, like this guy had a picture of a woman with him. He always carried. You find out it's that guy's sister, but like he ends up dying or something. And because he died, like the picture flies out of his hand or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know the full details, but Zach Efron finds it and he starts walking into like the little sand field to grab it. Cause he's like, "What is this?" And as he leaves to grab it, an IED goes off and takes out his whole squad. Uh-huh. And so he was like, "This picture saved my life." But the, but the guy who owned it, he died, you know, trying to get this photo. So what he does is, like, he gets out, and he's like, I'm going to go find the girl in this picture. Mm-hmm. And so he's going around the U.S. trying to find the girl who, like, was in the photo. But he doesn't tell her, oh, he's like, oh, you know, I found you, blah, blah. And he just finds her in a town, and they start talking. It's a whole, like, romance thing. And then she finds out about the picture, and she's like, 
that was my brother's picture. Where did you get that? And he's like, well, I got to be honest with you. And he just lays out the fact that, like, he's only alive because of that picture. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's a crazy, it's, what thing's called, like, the lucky one or something like that? That sounds right, now that, that I think about it. You know what? I don't, fuck it, bro. This is a romance podcast, bro. <laughs> we were talking about cults, but we on romance movies, bro. That's a great thing about a podcast, though. You can talk about whatever you want. What I think great is great is how it segued so well together. Yeah, for real. And I think for for me, reviewing everything, Yeah, I'm going to start a time-traveling cult. The time-traveling BBC? <laughs> Young German boy killed by BBC. Jesus Christ, bro. Oh, my God. I don't know how I feel about that one. Chancellor of Germany has been slapped by the BBC. Golly! <laughs> Germany still goes to war with England. World War II still happens because they th- all they think back in 1940 is that BBC stands for British Broadcasting whatever. And they said, those English cocksuckers fucked us again. Send the fucking squad. What would you think? So, you go back in time. You do something stupid. You don't think about it, right? You come back now. Nothing really changed. What you did wasn't too significant. But, like, if you're reading a history book and you look in the background of, like, a picture, and let's say you're at, like, Hitler's inauguration. You just see you fucking stabbing a baby in the background? <laughs> Not even. Like, you're just, you're just chilling, like, in the seats while Hitler's getting inaugurated, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, what the fuck? You said, you said, wait a minute. Oh, fuck, I was there. Hey, that's me. Who the fuck? You fucking went with Hitler? Bro, you in didn't. another timeline, you hated me for killing him. You didn't stop Hitler? <laughs> no. You had a chance. You're just the enemy. You're always the enemy, as far as modern society is concerned. Imagine this. You're trying to bring back proof, so you're, like, recording everything that happens. You no, you'd Hitler. get fucking murdered back then, too, because you had a fucking camera. No, They'd no, be like, what out. kind of fucking bullshit do you no, have? Check it out. You got, like, a GoPro. It's hidden somewhere, right? Because we have technology. <laughs> you go back in time. You're filming everything. You go back to the future, and you're like, look at this. And you pull it out, and it's just blank, because none of it actually happened. <laughs> and so the technology's like, nah. And someone's like, bro, you got a bloody knife? It's Hitler's blood. Who's Hitler? You just killed people? You killed a baby! <laughs> Get that guy! <laughs> He's a time-traveling asshole! That's what he is! That sounds like a movie in and of itself. Why couldn't you kill someone relevant like Paul Paul? And then... Plot twist. You kill him. So you're telling me that you killed a small Asian baby? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why do you keep killing babies? That's the one thing that they remember in all the timelines. <laughs> it's just the fact that you kill bad babies. <laughs> what did Truman do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Hirohito and why'd you kill him? Who killed John Lennon? <laughs> I did. Who was it? Just be like, what'd you kill that hippie for? It wasn't me, it was Yoko. He was a woman beater. <coughs> I had to do the right thing. Why did you save Lennon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, fun fact. Yeah, he, uh, he beats women? What? He was the hippie god. Why did you save him? He just wanted peace and love. <laughs> Henry VIII, who was that? <laughs> Why do you have this list of people you've killed? <laughs> Why are you crossing all these names off? Why am I on that list? <laughs> Sorry, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the B-movie ain't happening. <laughs> My hey! <coughs> I just flew in from Miami and boy is my airplane tired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You didn't stop them from killing Jesus? What's wrong with you? <laughs> you let them stab Caesar in the back? You were sitting right there? Listen, some, things, some people just need to die. I can't stop you. I, I'm only, my, my only mission is to go back in time and kill people. <laughs> Not save them. That sounds, like, that sounds like if it was done right, that would actually kind of be like, like kind of like a cool movie. You told Abel not to hang around in that rock field? <laughs> what do you mean you gave him a sword? What a do you hot sword? What do you mean you killed Eve? It was just an apple. <laughs> I'm an environmentalist and you killed that snake for no reason. 
Holy shit. What do you mean you grabbed the dirt Adam was being made from and flung it all over the place? Who are you? Do you think you're God? Plot twist. That's what it is. That's that's the movie. That's the movie. God fixes it. God fixes all of these wrongdoings. He just sits in his office one day and he said, you know, humanity was doing so good. Everything was going great. We had a little hiccup there with slavery, but they fixed that. No big deal. Then this, then this, wait, hold on. Turn to page 27 really quick. Who the fuck is this Hitler guy? Right there, zoom in on his face. What? He killed six million Jews? I mean, I don't know, man. They did kill me, but let's let's be real here. I didn't create humans so they could kill each other. World War One. they called it the, the what? The Great War? The War to End All Wars? Alright. Hold on. There was a sequel? You're telling me that there's a sequel to the war to end all wars. That's what you're telling me right now. Hey, hey, Peter, Peter, get the time machine ready. I gotta go. We gotta fix this. Peter, I no, Peter, right now, I'm being dead serious. Cancel cancel the rest of my meetings for the rest of the day. I, I gotta nope, I can't do this. But Jesus, you can't you, you can't do that. Like there's there's other people. He said, No 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 no, this will help him, I promise. I gotta I gotta go back. I gotta do this. And in this and you know what? We might as well make a pit stop and get that bitch Judas while we at it. <laughs> hey. You guys remember Judas, right? Uh yeah, Jesus, why? He's our first stop. First stop, <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Next stop, Pilate. Same time, let's just get both. Two birds, one stone. Ee. <laughs> Pull up in a, in a low rider. Hey Judas. Huh? You got Peter looking like Ice Cube. <laughs> Should have met him on the side. Well, that's all I can think about now is just like, that'd be like a funny movie concept. Just someone who goes back in time and does it. But no matter what he does, it's just it's like, just everyone views him the wrong way. And so he, he's like trying to fix humanity's wrongdoings. And it's just all getting fucked up. He's like, God dang it, bro. This ain't working. Like, <laughs> trying to think like, who like, Manton. He just finds him like the, in the prison. And he's like, he, he said, hey, this guy. His name is Tex. He's gonna come to you, cause he owes this guy money. Save up a couple, save up a couple bucks. The guy asks for the money, just give it to him. <laughs> and here's a, here's an opiate to keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you go back to the future, and Charles Manson is president. God <laughs> damn it! He said, "Okay, look." That's not what I meant. And it just gets stuck in this Charles Manson loop, trying to not make Charles Manson like the most important human in history. Hey, what happened to to, to Stephen Hawking? Well, he's in the wheelchair. Yeah, so so I pushed him off the cliff, bro. That ain't no way to live. But he was gonna be a scientific genius. Ah, nah, science minds. You know what I believe in? Marijuana. We have we have Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson. We don't need Hawking, man. He's he's useless. He's a robot. He's a robot. At this he's, point. he's he's a robot. He's and has Microsoft. And guess Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you killed Steve Jobs? <laughs> oh my God. Paul McCartney. More like Paul dead. Listen to that song backwards <laughs> if you don't believe me. Well, Paul is, man. Well. That being said, I think it's time we wrap this episode up. Just a little over an hour here. BBCs will kill Hitler. Baby Hitler. Or uh, just Hitler in general. You know what? We'll, it, we'll figure it out. Any form of history Hitler might suffice. <laughs> you know what? Leave him alive for the art school, because I think that's more of a, of, a, of a dig. Like, oh, you painted this painting, and they didn't let you in because they're Jewish? How do you feel? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> well, your day's about to get worse. <laughs> Shit, I only brought one bullet and I shot you in the arm. God damn it, Hitler. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so with that being said, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, follow the Facebook page, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, bell notifications on to let you guys know when we upload. Follow us on Spotify. I'm going to try to work out the Apple Podcast stuff. I heard it takes like two weeks to get approved. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. We'll figure that all out as we go along. Um, 
make sure to follow all of the people in the YouTube description um, who support us as us as we support them. Um, all good people, you know. You got some 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 live streamers, some musicians, um, other just other podcasts, other stuff like that. So make sure to to follow all that stuff. Uh, B, you got anything? Most of them are actually assholes. Well, I got no comment about that. So, that being said, hope you guys enjoyed this one. We'll catch you next week. Trust me, if you don't kill baby Hitler, you're just as bad as Hitler himself.